what's up, buddy? A lot of people here already. I'm going to try to record some shows. Are you carton, Max? You got a spot, huh? You're skinny. You'll do. You'll go fast. <laughs> oh, don't nice. you? You're not allowed to do that. Not allowed to do that. Nope. That's. It's not my problem, though. It's the cart tracks problem. Hi, Bill. Hey, Adam. Uh, good. We got good levels. Good levels. We're talking good levels, All man. Right. Uh, we're at. Always uh, good to be good. We're at Speedway Indoor Karting. Sick. Uh, at PRI show, we're at the after party. Uh, Friday night, uh, I'm with Bill Griffin. What's happening, man? Oh, just having a blast down here in Indy, you know. First time, out. first time I met Bill was randomly at the auto show in Chicago. Well, it wasn't kind of random. Well, I guess you and Austin had talked. Yeah, I uh, Facebook friended Austin right. and uh, found out he was going to be at the show. Did, and did you, had you already listened to Slip Angle? Uh, I think I had. Okay. Yeah, I had. Um, the, and we were recording show like the Ken Lingenfelter and stuff. And right. This is the first time I met you, and then you started coming to events. Yeah. So uh, I mentioned to you guys that I was building a car, starting yeah, you were to in get the into the stuff. driving thing. Right. Uh, actually, I think I was taking the car up to a shop up in Wisconsin right. to actually get a cage put in like that next weekend or yeah. something. So you built a spec E46. Yes, um, so started doing HPD, bought yep. a E46. Did you do HPD before you built the race car or after? Yes, so okay. um, a buddy of mine, uh, Jeff Curtis down in Virginia Beach, a NASA guy, uh, was in a Porsche guy, as, right. as weird as it is. Yeah. I called Jeff up, knew he was into uh, racing and stuff, and said, hey, you know, I'm finally right. going to do this. Um, what do you think? And so he originally recommended doing an E36 and yeah. not being a BMW guy. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I don't, don't know what do that it, is. Bill. Uh, so I started looking for E36s. Right. And uh, about a week later, he called me back and said, hey, they're developing a series for the E46. So, again, I don't know what the hell a E46 right. is. And he said that, that's probably... <laughs> oh, it's probably, newer. Yeah, it's newer. Newer, more expensive. Yeah, and less rusty, probably. Right. A little less rusty, a little bit yeah. more uh, modern. Right. So Nice styling. Yeah, yeah beautiful good, car. Good I mean, that's cars. like, you know, everybody says, you know, yeah. you, you got to own at least one I, E46. I always loved that car when they first came out because it was like one of those first cars that had like good stance mm -hmm. and like the wheels were out far enough. It wasn't like the factor, like the GM uh, inboard three right. inches with five inches of wheel gap. Like it looked like it was like a modified car. Yeah, it looked like modified when right, you off, the, yeah, right so off the like dealer's showroom. BMW's always nailed that too. Yeah. So. And it's amazing uh, how... Even how old that car is, yeah. it still looks yeah. super, super sexy. Current. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a current, like conservative, Just timeless. yeah, timeless. timeless, conservative, but like hot look. Yeah. So, um, so, um, so found an E46. Right. Uh, started uh, doing HPDE, and uh, following, I was looking at the spec E46 class rules. Right. So whatever I was doing to the car, I wanted to make sure you know. I was going to be it within the parameters of the classroom. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't going to go put on some cold air intake when you got to run the stock right. air box. I wasn't going to put yeah. some other coilovers when you got to run MCSs. Yeah, yeah. And it's a pretty, like, like if you're going to build an E46 for, like, caged track use, like, that's kind of like uh, one you would build. It's, Adam, I, yeah. I tell, you know, because I instruct yeah. too now, uh, I tell anybody, I said, had I started out in anything else other than this car, right. I would have wadded it up. A long time ago. Yeah, it's easy, such a forgiving, easy car to easy drive. Car to drive. Yeah, that's good. Um, and 
What got you into uh, into doing track days and then racing uh, at like, like when you weren't twenty five? Yeah, uh, so, so Bill's Bill's a little older than us. Yeah, I'm an older older uh, grid life. You're not uh, a, you're not an old guy, but uh, what got you into it a little later? Like so, just finally had time. Yeah, so growing That's up right. in northern Indiana, uh, going to Road America with my dad and watching Can Am racing, right. which was yeah, I mean. Like, now you look back at that; those were some badass days, you know. So with like, Can-Am. like big Can Am cars. Yeah, the Can Am cars, the, the real like the Phil day. Donahue the day. Oh. <laughs> so oh, man. those are the those are the, and like, so you can imagine the goosebumps I was getting like, the first time I ever drove the, on Road America. Yeah, the coolest cars that might have ever been in sports oh, I'm car sure, racing. To this day, I'm sure Can Am cars are still absolutely the like, coolest. If you cars. if you poll most most road racers that know history, yeah. like that's most of them are going to say Can Am cars. Like what what's the most badass thing you ever seen? And it's Can-Am cars. Yeah. Uh, Wild Series. So, uh, uh, yeah, that'll turn you on to it. So going up there, uh, going to the Indianapolis 500, okay. uh, growing up in northern Indiana, uh, also going to U.S. 30 drag strip. Right. Uh, My dad so, used to go there, too. Yeah. I was, just the other day, I was watching uh, a YouTube video about what it looks like now. Right. Yeah, it's um, sad, isn't it? Some of these a, old tracks. Just a field, and yeah. there's still some pavement. Some but. little bit of pavement. Uh, yeah. But I remember going there and watching, you know, the whole Hot Wheels, you know, yeah. Don Perdome and uh, yeah. all that stuff. And uh, and then got busy in life, uh, yeah. got married, uh, had kids, uh, you know, got really involved with my kids, you know, so I was the... You didn't ignore your children? No, no. Shit. I was, Should I not be doing I was, that? I was, you know, no, I know you're not ignoring <laughs> them, so... But her, I was one. so into doing that stuff. So I was the softball coach. Right. I was the baseball coach. I was the I mean, scout your, leader. Your son is here right now, yeah. too. So, yeah. uh, so really into the kids. Uh, always followed, you know, racing. Formula One was kind of my favorite. Okay. Uh, also was into motorcycles. Uh, you, I don't know if you know. Really? That. Yeah. So motorcyclist. Uh, actually, there's um, a place now. I can't. Even, I'm drawing a blank on Highland House. Okay. Uh, up on 41, which is a motorcycle spot on oh, yeah, Sunday yeah. morning. I know what you're talking about. So a buddy of mine uh, from from high school who I got into to doing road stuff, you know, in cars too. Yeah. Uh, we would ride from Northern Indiana up to Highland House, a big meeting place for motorcycles. So okay. I was doing that, you know, as a kid growing up, and uh, and then you know went to college. Life got busy. Right. Um, always kind of followed and stuff. And then, like I was saying, I was down in Virginia Beach. My neighbor, Jeff, who was a big Porsche guy, I saw he was road racing stuff. But again, you know, I was really kind of too busy with kids. Uh, the wife was a flight attendant, so I was Mr. Mom, you right. know, for four or five days at a time. Okay. Uh, there just wasn't the time to really kind of pursue any kind of hobbies. I was also really into bicycling. Yeah. And uh, so life's getting on, and I'm getting older, and suddenly I don't have to have a scout, you know, event yeah. every weekend. I don't have to coach a softball game. Yep. Uh, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not getting any younger, so. Yeah. Don't want to be bored, though. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't want to sit around and, you know. get you in trouble real fast. So, uh, yeah, finally said, you know what? I better do this. And Time to uh, build a race car. I dove right in, and cool. I'm doing like. you. Yeah, literally, you are in deeper than many of us. Like, you're instructing with extreme experience. You're yes. all over the country doing that. Uh, and uh, you're in a car a lot. Yeah, so. I'm at the track a lot. Yeah, you instruct with us. You instruct with NASA. You instruct with who else? Anybody else? Uh, I've done laps also. Laps, uh, Windy, yes. Windy City BMW. Yep. Okay. Uh, work with them. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's been fun. It. Um, so yeah, uh, go with track a lot. You know, it's yeah. all about that seat time, seat time, seat time. How has a Specky Forty Six been to live with with that seat time though? 
great. I mean, it's yeah. an amazing car. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I tell stories about, you know, with Riley driving now in HPD and getting his comp license next right. year. I'm literally standing in the grid yep. before a race. Uh, everybody else is in their cars. Riley's out there in HPD 3 or HPD 4. Because it's before your session. Yeah, it's before my session. I'm like, hey, Riley, don't forget, you need to come in a little bit early. Yeah. And he's coming in. And I've told, you know, the grid workers, Paul, that works on grid and stuff like that, say, hey, you know, Riley's coming in. I'll I'll hurry as quick as I can. And he pulls in. He jumps out. I jump in. He's helping me get harnessed in. And I'm thinking, you know, at least the tires are nice and warm. So. <laughs> like <laughs> an autocross yeah, co-driver. Yeah, right, like, you know, kind of I got my own set of tire warmers. That's cool. Yeah, you just got to pay for his entry fee or yeah. find a way to make him earn it. Uh, right? And the other joke is, you know, I tell other people, I said, my son is a pro driver. Yeah. He literally is a pro driver. Right. He gets driven to the track. Right. His hotels are taken care of. Yeah. His food's taken care of. <laughs> his entry fees are taken care of. Yeah. He basically just maybe has to put some gas in the car and drive it. Man, that's a rough life, man. So That's a rough life. But you know what? Honestly, I wouldn't trade it for anything. That's rad. Yeah. And, having and, and, having and, him out the track. And, and he's going into uh, probably a future in motorsports a little bit. He's got an engineering degree and working in that in that field a little bit potentially. Yeah, so he's graduating uh, this yeah. month. He doesn't like me calling it, but I, I call it Uwe Pui, Indiana University, uh, Purdue University yeah. down here in Indianapolis. Um a mechanical engineering with right. a motorsports certificate. That's cool. Uh, has got a job with KYB. Yeah, I heard him say that today. Yeah. yeah. So he's going to be working with them starting in January. Yeah. And has also been talking to some other people. Gary. Yeah. Uh, has talked to Riley and possibly maybe working for a team or something on cool. the weekends. Yeah. Uh, but well, at, uh, great kid. At least he's going to have a job, and when you feel like stopping working, maybe he can pay for the entry fees. Yeah, so that's what I'm. Can eventually, earn. he can tow the car to the track, <laughs> and, and can dad stay, can show up. And he can do the oil changes. Yes, <laughs> I mean I can't tell you yeah. how many late nights. You know I've worked I in know. the car late at night. I've been texting you at like eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, and I'm still and, up, and you're under the car. Yeah, because because you're like, you text me about something, and uh, no, I'm laying under the car. That has happened. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you fell asleep under the car. Uh, when you're trying to mad rush fix it after you had an over rev, so yes. you say you fell asleep underneath of it. So uh, yeah. you're right. Uh, so you guys were up. Uh, Grid Life was up at Road America. Yeah. You were up instructing during the day. So I was up there instructing. Yeah. I had money shifted the car at Mid Ohio a couple of weeks before, right. and was trying to get. I'd never done a motor swap. And you had a parts car. And I had a parts car, so I pulled the motor out of the parts car. Had a couple of hiccups uh, doing it for the first time. Right. And literally uh, drove back down from Road America, was working on the car, yeah. and fell asleep working underneath the car. You lived like near the Illinois-Wisconsin border. Yeah, so, so, it's so an hour bad, and a half, you know, hour and 15 still, uh, minutes. It's a long day after, long drive after instructing for a day. Yeah. Uh, and chatting everybody up, and yeah, it, it takes a toll on you. It sure does. Uh, yeah. And, Falling asleep under a race car is not as comfortable as in your bed, but not a, not near as comfortable. Trying to make that event, man. You're trying to make that event. But yeah, you know, I uh, I really really uh, enjoy uh, racing with you guys, and it's been a blast. Yeah, you. And how many uh, touring cup races did you do? Two or two? Just weekends? two. Yeah, yeah. Mid Ohio and Jujuba. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. A spec E46, can you give the quick rundown on that? It's MCS shocks, right? Yeah, so uh, let's start with a car. Right, so E46. 01 to 06, uh, 330 only. So right. no ZHP, no right. M3s, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. a cheaper donor uh, yeah. can be either coupe or sedan. Yep. Uh, and then as far as, you know, quote, unquote, the spec, mm -hmm. um, 
MCS shocks, which is, you know, that's, really that's good a stuff. pretty badass uh, suspension. Yeah, we've had Trevor on the show. What's uh, that? We had Trevor on the show. Yeah, uh, uh, great company, yeah. great guys to deal with. Yeah. Uh, you know, just a, a great product. Uh, so MCS shocks suspect. Uh, the cool thing about it is uh, in the stock headers, the 46 headers, the cats are in the headers. Right. So you can use E36 headers from the oh, junkyard okay. with no cats. And then they have a spec uh, Magnaflow exhaust system, 3-inch, yeah. D-band, all that fancy cool. stuff. Uh, diff is open. Uh, spec is uh, Epic Tune uh, from yeah. Epic Motorsports. Doesn't really do uh, revs. Raises the lev, just a reflash kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, making everything so everybody's on the same uh, level playing field. Right. Uh, spec tires, uh, so Toyo RRs and then and RA1s for the reins. A, a lot of guys cross over into I think SCC T3 just by adding Hoosiers too. Like yes, it's, and it's competitive uh, there too. And some weight. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, slight changes, but like, yeah, same basic car. So yeah, so yeah. same same pretty basic yeah. car. Um, yeah, it's a really useful useful race car. And it's kind of amazing a, how, and again, I'm. I would rather spend ten hours at home right. prepping the car and and spend any time. And all I want to do at the yeah. track is maybe rotate tires and yeah. put gas in it. That's you all want I want to do. Think about brake pads, huh? Yeah, I don't even want to mess around with brake pads. And it's pads. stock brakes, right? Yeah, so stock rotors, stock calipers. Yeah. Uh, pads are open. Pads are open. How, how does that car um, wear brake pads? Not too bad. So yeah. last year was my first year running the Pagod. Okay. And I actually had guys come up to me in the pits wanting to know what, figuring I had some big brake kit or something yeah. like that. Not spec E46 guys, but other racers right. saying, hey, I got to find, you know, figure out what you're doing because, you know, going into the keyhole at uh, Mid Ohio. You're going deep, huh? Yeah, I'm going uh, way, way deep. Uh, and, sinking those things into the water down yes. there. Bill's dipping deep, man. And, uh,. <laughs> Like yeah, and they cannot believe yeah. that it's stock calipers, it's, stock uh, rotors. An ABS system on that car is known to be pretty good. Yeah, I've actually heard yeah. uh, like Corvette guys actually take that ABS. They, system. Yeah, they take the MK60 system um, from some 330s and from the M3s. Okay, uh, which is a Bosch Motorsports thing basically, and it's a standalone ABS. Right, uh, and people sell like the computer is in the pump and everything's right there. So you just give it power and put the the harness the like wire it into your abs sensors and people people do that it's, yeah and it works so um, yeah so uh it's really good i guess and very durable car yep. i mean literally put gas in it and right. drive it and yep. you know telling you about you know riley driving the car same weekend so he's right. doing a full hpde weekend the, the weekend yep. i'm driving it you know and all we're doing is putting gas in it rotating yep. tires and so you stay up on like you do all the coolant maintenance stuff you like what do you change bushings bang, uh, uh, yeah, so if you were building a spec car, of course, you know, you're going to replace all every bushing in there. Yeah, BMWs are also known for, like, coolant consumables, like a lot of plastic parts in the radiator and stuff. Yeah, so uh, anybody so that just is refresh it all and starting go. to get into it. So, like, uh, I have a fraternity brother of mine, Tim, right. uh, who started tracking his wife's TSX. Okay. Said, hey, you know, maybe it's time. So he bought a 330. Right. And first thing you tell him is full cooling system refresh. Right. Don't skip anything. It's water pump, belts. Yeah. The radiator, overflow tank, all that plastic shit. Yeah. Um, just put it in there. It'll be good for another 100,000 miles. Right. So you do a full cooling system refresh. And then it's just the basic stuff to kind of uh, make sure that it's, you know, going to, you know, yeah. just maintenance stuff. So the car stays cool on the track? No yeah, issues? Yeah, no, no issues with okay. uh, cooling. Uh, I do have an aftermarket uh, radiator in my car. Right. Do you have to do brake ducts or anything? 
I do do brake ducts. Uh, I know some of the racers don't, don't feel do it. it's needed. I noticed the last time I looked at your car that it's a pretty good sized rotor. Like it's a what, thirteen inch rotor or something? Uh, you know, I'm not sure what it's it pretty is, big. But it's pretty big. It's not tiny. Yeah, yeah definitely the three thirty came with a bigger right. brake uh, from the factory. Yeah. So I think that's the reason why they're going with the three thirties. Yeah. Some of the guys were trying to convert three two fives to three thirties and. There's some differences in drivetrain and stuff like that. And you right. know what? It's just not worth it unless you got a car that's already caged. Yeah. It's better just to go get you a donor car. I right. mean, donor cars are. I'm, I've heard stories about under two grand. I, I think you know, right around three is probably that that good. Yeah. You know, a car that's not been super trashed. But Your parts car was real cheap, right? Yeah, my car parts car was under two grand. It's cheap. Uh, but it was it was pretty. It was definitely a parts it car. Was, it was. Uh, it was nothing you were going to decide. To, okay, you know what? I might just go ahead and daily this. Uh, yeah, yeah no, that was not going to be a daily. There was no choice. There. Yeah, there was. Uh, it was pretty nasty. Bought it for a parts car. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, any uh, any future plans for uh, um, for the car, or is it just I like this car? I'm running this car. Um, you can't really do a lot. Um, no, yeah. So you know, as you know, spec class. It's yeah. uh, so basically kind of upgrade maintenance. Yeah. Um, Good question, though, but uh, looking at doing some Enduros next year. Really? Yeah. Are you allowed to do a fuel cell or anything in that? Or no. no? Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you probably could if you ran with a different organization right. and stuff, yeah, yeah, but yeah. wanting to keep it spec legal. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. Um, so with Riley getting his comp license and having some other friends uh, interested in maybe sharing a car, I have a cousin who's right. into motorsports and stuff, so uh, possibly doing an AER or a WRL. Cool. Um, so by doing that... I have the kit for putting an oil cooler on. I've never put an oil cooler right. on it, so I'm Longer probably gonna, race. I'm going to put that oil cooler on. And then also, I've heard stories about diffs getting a little warm. Uh, I do have the thin diff cover, but I'll probably yeah. go with like a, a radiator uh, diff cooler, like a pump setup. Yeah, pump no. setup. I've seen them set up like in the spare tire area. I've even of the seen car. people. Uh, I've seen people take NACA ducts uh, from the windows or from somewhere else on the body and actually run venting to it. You could do like a brake duct style for the housing too. Oh. Uh, I don't know if that'd be legal in NASA Specy 30, but or Specy 46. Uh, but uh, that is a, even air cooling. It does help because you get a lot of hot, stagnant air there. Yeah, I would the, say it's pretty protected underneath yeah. the back of that car. But that exhaust is probably close to it, and you know. Yeah, and the exhaust, and I think probably yeah. even uh, and that's a good idea. Maybe yeah. even wrapping the exhaust. I know some yeah. guys do a full. Uh, and, header wrap from the heat. headers all the way to yeah. the back of the tailpipe. And heat you can keep away from it. Yeah, yeah that's so. that's a great idea. Uh, no, the endurance racing is fun, especially if you got a good crew. Um, if you got a good bunch of buddies, it can be a fun weekend. Yeah, I don't um, have a lot of track buddies, but yeah. uh, there is some interest in with Riley being out there and stuff like yeah. that. So I think you know we'll probably dip our toe in it yeah. a little bit. And uh, I would recommend it. We had a lot of fun doing it back in the day. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard you talking about you know your uh, lemons and chump. We had and a good time at Champ Car Race at Daytona Champ, too. Yeah. It's just like you have to have your head on a swivel because the situational awareness is so needed because of passing, speed disparity, stuff like that. Right. But uh, there's just uh, there's it's like a lot of camaraderie around it. Hey, it's our rescue guys here. Hey guys. <laughs> yeah, up, they buddies? were just over at Twin Peaks. Yeah. <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, I would recommend doing it. It'd be fun. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, the uh, yeah, it, I, the choice of a spec car it takes so like for somebody like me who likes to build a car and like I think about it all the time, mm -hmm. it would sure free up my mind if I couldn't, like if I couldn't make right. mods. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, no, um, I can't do anything. I just need to make sure it's in good shape. I mean, I, I first build of a car and I think yeah. I did a 
pretty successful job. I mean, no, yeah, it's a beautiful car. car. It's a pretty legit car. Yeah. Who did uh, the cage, by the way? Uh, would rather not say. No? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I had some issues. Had, the oh, first cage okay. I had to get taken out. Really? And the second... Uh, I've never talked to you about that. Yeah, beautiful cage. Uh, but there were some issues with it. Okay. Uh, some things that I didn't want... They did... That I wanted that they didn't do. Right. I have, I've, I've, when I looked at it, I thought, that's a good-looking cage. Oh, it's a good-looking cage, but yeah. not exactly what I wanted. And unfortunately, right. the shop that I was dealing with is no longer doing motorsports. Gotcha. Stuff, so gotcha. I guess I wonder well, why. At least they did one good one for you. Right. Out of the two. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, actually, anybody that talks to me about roll cage, and I actually had an appointment with them, was the roll cage guy in, in uh, Ohio. He, he's hard to get a hold of because he's, bu- he's busy. He's booked. Yeah, he's, he's busy. booked, and yeah. the only reason why I didn't go with him was I wasn't going to make the first event, right? And went with this other shop, and yeah. yeah. Well, at least it got done. So it got done, and it's wow. it's it's a super nice cage, safe, and everything. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah, I've uh, I've talked to about a half a dozen people in the last couple of weeks, and they're like, "Who can I get to do a cage? Everybody's busy, right? Because uh, it's that time of year." Well, um, I will say, um, Bimmer World sells a yeah. cage kit, pre bent, pre bent. Pre-notched, really, and I've heard some really—it's good to know—great stuff about it. And I've seen cars built with that cage, That's good. and very little, minimal, like yeah. having to fine-tune it. Right, and it's a pretty nice-looking cage. That's good to know. That's uh, good to know. So, if, you know, if somebody is a competent welder, yeah. but maybe not so much a cage builder. You know, as far as bending pipes and stuff, right. Uh, that it, definitely it, would be an option to go. That's uh, it, it seems like that's it's such a simple spec car, right? And it's and it's so usable in so many series. I uh, if I had to start over, it would be tempting. Yeah, I gotta uh, tell you, um, it would be really tempting. You know, junkyard motors, you get them out of X3s. They're five, six hundred bucks. You know, right. with around a hundred thousand miles. Yeah. Um, you basically you know change the oil, throw them in there, and just yeah. run them. Um, Pretty solid little cars. Yeah, solid, you know, dependable. You know, Your you, only major mix, mechanical was because you over-revved it once, right? Yes. Missed a shift? Missed a shift. Yeah. Yeah. I know that feeling this year. It does yeah. happen. <laughs> Not a good feeling. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, like, just a stupid time to do it. It wasn't even during a race. It was just out on a practice session. And yeah. I was, um, just not paying enough attention. Just zinged and, it. Yeah, zinged it. And it was unfortunately like maybe the first or second session right. of the whole weekend. And so my weekend was totally effed. And you were so. probably committed to being there and couldn't just go home, huh? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, as you know, uh, of course, instructing, but also yeah. uh, Terry, my girlfriend, yeah. uh, works timing and scoring yeah. with NASA. So You're full. So we're there from, you know, the time yeah. she's there early. To set up and help set up the timing and scoring equipment. Yeah. To even though I'm done racing, uh, typically there's time trial events you know going on after Can't race go events. Home. So we're waiting until she's done yeah. uh, doing those events. Does she we go. she enjoy doing it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, it's pretty cool. I mean, as you know, you know a lot of people, a lot of these guys, you know, it's mostly guys. Yeah. Uh, are there without you know family and right. uh, it's kind of nice you know to get up in the morning and. Have a cup of coffee and yeah. talk and that kind of stuff and kiss, yep. kiss, and she goes off yeah. to her little meeting and uh, I go to my meeting and it's cool. Yeah, then we meet up for lunch, yep. uh, hang out, at lunch, talk about you know the day. I get some inside scoop, you know, right. being she's up in timing and scoring. You got a spy up there? Oh, uh, not so much a spy. <laughs> no, nothing, no unf- unfair advantage. No, I know you probably could garner that information. Yeah, any other way. And then. Uh, you know, and then at the end of the day, you know, it's hanging yeah. out at the track, you know, 
having yeah. a beer, a bottle, you know, a glass of wine or something. Oh. So it's good to make it a family affair a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. then also, you know, with uh, Riley coming out, and then also inviting friends and family. Yeah. I'm always trying to encourage uh, family and friends to come yeah. out and put a right seat in the race car and yeah. you know, take them out for a couple of hot laps is you uh you're such a glutton for punishment uh you're probably also going to be one of our lead instructors next year so, okay uh it's uh you're gonna be a busy boy man yeah it's uh you know <laughs> life is short and you got to live it to the fullest I and uh, i will say you know uh now you know kind of talking about instructing um you've probably brought a lot of people into their first track event at this point right yeah uh, and that's uh yeah, you'd be a good welcoming face for it, I think. That's good. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like uh, I do like to talk to people yeah. and, and pretty uh, yeah. open and friendly and uh, willing to share. And to be honest, you know, when I first started instructing, you know, you know, unlike you who have been doing this for quite some time, yeah. I honestly didn't feel, even though I was told I was qualified, right. didn't feel I was really qualified. Oh, I still don't feel that way. Yeah. No, I instructed last year, and it was like, uh, I don't know. I uh, guess I should just start doing this again because I hadn't done it in a while. Right. But still, like I've always felt behind the ball. I think that, and and like, and that makes you work harder at every event, also. Yes. To help your students, which um, uh, if you're a super confident instructor guy, you might actually suck. Yes. You might not want to be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I always feel like you know I I could do better. Right. So I even asked, hey, I'd prefer. Even though it'd be less time commitment at the right. track, you know, because instructing and and racing, I felt uh, I could give more to an HPD one level student who basically knows yeah. nothing. I beginner, mean, I'm, full I'm beginner. Telling him basic things like, "Hey, check your tire pressure after you come off the track," and teaching those good habits, little things like yeah. leave, like I learned, like leaving the valve caps off. You don't need to yeah. put those on at the track because it my, just takes more time. My first and, instructor ever was that guy. He was the guy who was like, "Okay, you never just pull in, and then uh, like you never do that. And you just hold, stand on the brakes. You pull in, you shut it off, or bump up against yeah. a piece of wood if you're going to let it yeah, idle. Yeah, so the little piece of two uh, by four. You don't want to, otherwise you get surface transfer on the ca on the rotors. You know, yep. the brake pads will melt on. You want to roll around the paddock a little bit if you think you really overdid your brakes. All these little things. Your cool down lap. You want to, you know, go as fast as you can. Use as little brakes as you can. Exactly. Like all these little tips to keep your car alive. Yep. And then, then the visual tips. All the things. You know, here's what you want to look for when you pull onto the track. Look this way. Make sure nobody's coming. You know, all these things. Yep. Uh, just the little things. Um, yeah. And, so little things yeah. like corner station. You know, hey, you know, make sure you're, you know, yeah. like the one guys Thumbs talk up, about, you know, shooting up. a gun yeah. or something, you know, yeah. and you're pointing at them and going bang. You it's know? amazing how that works when you say your yeah, first time and your last time around. It. Imprints it in into that head. brain. Yep. yep. Warm, up, warm up and cool down lap. Thumbs up to those workers. So, so the instructing has been very rewarding. Uh, doing everything I can, you know, um, taking classes with Ross Bentley, yep. reading all his books. Yep. Uh, and also, uh, just as a driver myself, um, you know, working, doing. Uh, yeah. Doing things like uh, Racers 360 and right. working with Dion and stuff, right. uh, and trying to up my game and hopefully yeah. up you know my students' game and stuff too. So yeah, oh, that's cool. Uh, very rewarding. And I also tell you a little story. So I'm at pit race first time. Uh, didn't do the Friday warm up. Most of the guys that were racing had been there Friday. Yeah. Uh, New South course. Um, and I go out in warm up and I'm like. Holy shit. Yeah. 
big I'm busy like, place, huh? I'm like, I have no idea. Every I had no idea where the track was going. <laughs> I am so lost. <laughs> I'm so lost. First day at Road, Road America, and I had studied was, videos Atlanta, same and way. track maps and all that stuff. Oh shit! I flipped a cord. Hey, give me a high five. Too many people I know. We're still doing a podcast. Uh, I grabbed a cord and flipped the. Yeah, recorder. I saw that. I nice. dropped this thing under an F two fifty one thing time. It's got like a nice protective. It's so uh, strong. <laughs> I kicked it under an F two fifty and was still recording one time. Actually, the second time I ever used it. Um, yeah, the first time I was at Road Atlanta, I was so lost, um, unbelievably lost. So uh, I literally yeah. tell the race director, "Hey, I'm right. just going to run in HPD three. I'm not racing." Right. So I go out in my student's car. And I'm going around the track, and I'm sitting here trying to coach my student, not knowing where the track's going. Right. But now I'm learning the track more. And I actually get out Very much. in my student's car one more time before qualifying. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I think maybe okay. I'm starting to get it. So yeah. I go back to the race director and say, hey, you know, change my mind. I'm going to go ahead and do qualifying. But on qualifying, it was a little bit better. Right. But at least then by race time, yeah. I was not near as lost. Right. And no, only that because... I was an instructor, right? So, um, and uh, in in all of our events, we do both forms of instructing. We do our outside and inside instructing. We do our uh, our sideline coaching at most grid life events, mm-hmm. and our Honda meet event, we do right seat instructing. Still, um, I've even found because I've done our, our sideline coaching with uh, Scott uh, Giles, our one of our one of our lead buddies uh, right. at SCCA PDX. I've even found that like, oh, I. I think I could do that turn differently having stood here for half an hour watching, watching people do guys it. Go you know, the like corner, sure. there's so many ways to learn at the track. Right. Uh, if you are if you if you're not doing well you and you feel like you suck in turn 1, like go stand on both sides of turn 1 and watch how they do it too. Oh, you sure. know, it's it's there's so many ways. Yeah, I always uh, encourage uh, new students, you know, uh, yeah. And I know the weekends are very busy, yep. but if there's a race going on, always get out there and watch the racers, get different yeah. vantage points, kind of see what's going on, yep. uh, anything that you can pull from yeah. uh, other right. events. None of it's racers, bad. It's None of it's good. bad, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I've always loved your spirit for building up the uh, the community. And you're like sort of new to it, but now you've always you're you've done, probably done more events than me now. So, <laughs> so Bill's Bill's Bill gets to be the boss soon, right? Um, no, I, I love the spirit for it. And uh, what do you aspire? Uh, like last two questions. What do you aspire to do in racing uh, before uh, you say, "All right, I'm done racing." Anything else you want to do, or or you like what you're where you're at, and you just want to keep doing this? Um. Yeah, so like I mentioned, uh, doing some enduros uh, right. with my son and but you maybe don't want to like guys. build an Indy car or anything stupid, huh? Not really. <laughs> That's what I mean. The one, the one thing I was kind of looking into talking with a gentleman, a buddy, actually a high school buddy of mine, right. uh, is looking at doing some vintage racing. Cool. So being an older guy and you know, big Bill, you're Paul, not that old, huh? You're not yeah. that old. Okay. <laughs> so. Um, big fan of the, like Paul Newman when he was yeah. racing and stuff like that. So love that Bob right. Sharp dots and you oh, know. so good. Uh, so yeah, such good colors too. Like yeah, it's just, just classic, classic stuff. So yeah. you know maybe something older. Okay, may, maybe a little slower. Yeah, you know? uh, just go out there and just have fun. And you know right. I, I like your vibe. You know with the whole high fives and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And you know I. Uh, so, you know, maybe doing some vintage racing. I've always uh, wanted to do that, too. I've always thought that was the coolest. Yeah, so I think the vintage, but, you know, just, again, it's probably finding that right car right. to fit into the vintage. 
Yeah. Um, when, also, I, when I had that little sports racer thing that I had for a little while, yep. I looked into into doing vintage, vintage racing with it. I would have had to restore it to its original spec, basically. Sure. But it, they, they was like, yeah, we would love to have that. I bet. Uh, I just couldn't afford to restore it to the way it was originally built. Right. Um, but Because it would have been an expensive build uh, I'm sure. to the engine. But, uh, yeah, that's very tempting. Really yeah, so tempting. And then you're surrounded by all the coolest cars, too. Yeah. <laughs> like at the weekend. Yeah, some badass cars. Yeah. Yeah. And we've I've seen some you know older cars like some old Corvairs right. and stuff at the track and stuff like yeah. that and and yeah. really kind of intrigued me. And then probably the other thing is um, always wanted to build a factory five. Yeah, uh, Cobra. Well, originally Cobra Daytona, but I think now after having set them and then also yeah. I think there's like a Gen three now, which as you know I'm six foot four so I'm a big guy. Yeah, yeah. has more uh, headroom and stuff. Yeah. And maybe not so much as a, a track car, yeah. but just something fun to have. Really cool. So um, maybe take it to, and I'm, I don't really know that much about it, but I, I've heard possibly that those cars can also run vintage. So okay. if I wanted to go do a vintage weekend in this car, and I would really kind of build it more as a kind of just a fun weekend car, a Sunday car or something yeah. like that. But My buddy Mike Taylor, who's been on the show a bunch, he just got saw that. the Cobra running. I saw it. Yeah, got it rerunning. Yeah, um, the car that pretty he, car. He helped his brother finish build before he passed. His brother passed away, and uh, yeah, just got it running. And he said it's just it's the best being able to just take it out on the road. Like, yeah, it's got to be such a open like vintage feel just, yeah, just cruising the back road just a beautiful looking yeah. car I, i've always loved the body lines of that um uh i i'm a real big fan of the the, the cobra daytona coupe okay uh, the body lines of that uh the more yeah, race so that, version of that, that factory five i think they, it's called the 65 yeah so uh, it's, it's such a pretty car it has that that back sloping fastback look yep. yeah uh that would be one i would love to build but um that's a big project i don't have any time so. so that'll probably be a you know retirement uh, yeah. um, project there. So and last question, so we can go uh, we can go talk to all of our friends, and you're not abandoning all your friends. Okay, uh, you've driven all the supercars in the world with extreme experience. Yes, um, great company. Yeah, uh, love working with Cal and the whole okay. extreme experience crew. Um, it, and it's different. I mean, I, I kind of kiddingly say, but it's it's really true. Um, it's not really instructing. Yeah. Basically, Keeping them safe, really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have two jobs. One is to make sure the customer yeah. has a great time. So, you know, your whole philosophy, you know, high fives and stuff. I mean, we are definitely high fiving. Right. I mean, you can actually see video of me high fiving customers yeah. down going down through the line. Because it truly is. I mean, this is probably the only time they'll ever be on a racetrack. Yeah, a lot of them, yeah. They're yeah. not going to do it again. Yeah, that's it. And I want to make sure that it is the yeah. best experience ever. And the other thing is to make sure that we stay safe. Okay. So so um, you've driven all kinds of things, probably like McLarens and Porsches and all the things. Yeah, so right? all the fast cars. What uh, What's your favorite car, supercar to drive? So like I, I know as level. corny as it is, and, I, and I've and i said this numerous times, right. uh, you know, Extreme said, hey, Bill, you know, nice going away present for you yeah. for your retirement. Which one do you Take want? Take anyone you want of the fleet. Uh, I would have to say, and I know that it kind of sounds kind of, I don't know, geeky or whatever, but that 911 Porsche. That's what everybody says. Is, <laughs> I know. And I know it's just so, like, cliche. Yeah. But I, I've probably talked to 10 or 15 Extreme uh, instructors, and they're like, oh, man, those other cars are really fast. But, man, that Porsche is so good. <laughs> So and a couple of things for me being a taller driver right. is the room in that car. Yeah, it's so, built for German guys. Yeah, like. so so much room. 
I mean, literally, I will be standing on the hot pits uh, that will call on the radio because we're all on radios. Is that uh, 991? 991 Porsche? Uh, a new one? Yeah, 911 GT3. Yeah, so, one of the brand new ones. Yeah, yeah. one of the brand new ones. And uh, they'll call, I need an instructor to the Lambo. And I'll look one way, I'll look the other way and go, oh, crap. <laughs> I'm like the only one. So I, I mean, I have really tiny. Tag, yeah, the Lambo is the smallest right. car. Uh, yeah. I won't even not if I'm the only person to warm that car up. I will say, you know what? I don't feel safe in right. that car driving it because it's so cramped. It's I that won't, tight. Yeah, it's that tight. Wow. Uh, I will instruct in it. It's not very fun, but right. I will instruct in it. And there's been times where we're supposed to go out and warm up the cars. And typically it's like yeah. some of these shorter instructors are in the 911. I'm like. Dude, get in the Lambo, man. Go get in the Lambo, because <laughs> kick rocks, nerd. Yeah. I'm taking this Porsche. Yeah, I'm taking this Porsche. Damn it! <laughs> and I, I, I get teased about the Porsche. Get yourself in the better car. I'm kidding. Everybody knows that Bill wants in the Porsche. Yeah. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, what a, a fun car. And you know, typically as instructors, you know, we're we're taking those cars out in the morning, warming up. At I'm giving the quote mark. You know, yeah. seven tenths. Right. Uh, some of these guys are not driving at seven tenths, but uh, all fairness, everybody's seven tenths is a little bit different. Well, and those cars are built to take a little bit of a punishment. Oh, sure, yeah, uh, it, it's amazing, and I'm—I got to tell you that Extreme Experience crew, uh, the level of professionalism from front of the house to back of the house to the it? photographers yeah. to the instructors, and especially to the mechanics. And I got—I right. thank those guys, and I'm sure you've seen my posts. Yeah. You know, taking pictures of those, those guys, you know, they're taking out there taking brake pad thickness measurements, tire temps, all that stuff. I mean, they are literally the best. They make I, sure. I literally that, just got to know that a, uh, a bunch of those mechanics and truck drivers run drift cars and they drift in our Midwest Festival. Like, I okay. just found that out. Oh, really? Yeah. At our Audubon event this year. Were you at Audubon this year? No. I'm. Uh, extreme experience time I pulls up. And I'm like. And all the drift cars come out of it. And I was like, what are you guys doing? Oh, no, we work for uh, here. This, uh, they just let us take the truck. And I was like, what? <laughs> so cool. Yeah, it was pretty rad. <laughs> they're they're unloading some yellow M3s out of it. Oh, it's nice. a bunch of beater drift oh, cars. Yeah, I remember the M3 yeah. at, uh, yeah. uh, at uh, like festival. The, the twin yellow ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, one of those dudes, at least, uh, works for uh, Extreme in one huh. way or another. So wow, that's cool. I think it's yeah, so truck just driver. a... Great organization, yeah. just really fun, and whoever thought that... And they're all over the country now, right? Yeah, so they travel all over the country, and actually, uh, last year, they started a two-crew uh, team, so some weekends, we'll, there'll be an extreme experience at a different right. track, and it's always at a racetrack. Right. It's not in some parking lot where you're lucky to get it in a second gear, right. uh, and you go as fast as you want to go. Yeah. I tell one of the stories, I had a customer at uh, Michigan International Speedway, and... Um, a lady and said, Hey, I, I just want to go slow. And I'm like, I give her the thumbs up and I'm like, I am so cool with going slow. <laughs> so sick. Everybody yeah. wanting to go fast. Cause it's always the guy that, you know, is the Porsche owner, the Corvette yeah. owner that's, you know, I'm like, Oh boy, here we go. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I've done this a few times. Yeah. <laughs> so she said, Hey, I hope you're okay. I'm like, I'm so cool with that. Yeah. And so we gridded up at the back, you know, we go out about eight supercars on the track at a time. And she's listening to my instructions. She's really smooth. Right. And we start passing cars. And we're hauling butt. I mean, right. she's, it's amazing. 
And so we coming in the pits, and I look at her, and I'm like, what the hell happened to going slow? And she's like, I know. She was all giggly. I mean, literally, we were high five, and she had the best time. And I'm sure she would have been fine going slow. She would have been totally fine. But yeah. I know that I'm sure she is still talking about yeah, that that's day. Cool. That's cool. So that's that's. I think that's such a cool, different part of the industry that didn't exist like seven, eight years ago. Right. Uh, I'm glad glad it's around. Yeah. And uh, I know a lot of people, you know, talked to me and said, "Hey, you know, how can you be in these cars with these these guys that don't know what they're doing?" I got to tell you, between the classroom, the way they cone the track. Right. Uh, I mean, there's cones for everything. There's cones that tell the customer when to lift, when to put the brakes on, where to turn, where the apex, where the track out right. is. Because a lot of them have no, I mean, most of them, 99, probably 0.9%, no motorsports experience. I'm really not there to teach them how to drive, but have a good experience no. between the classroom and hopefully they've done that lead car. So they go out in that SS and kind of at least get a feel for where the track's going. Right. And I even tell customers that are in line that haven't done that lead car. I said, if you got time, I said, trust me, spend that little bit extra money. It's going to make your drive in that supercar that much better. That much better. No, that's a that's a cool little section of the uh, the motorsports industry. And there's always that you know customer that you know I'll be talking to them and they find out they have a sports car or something like that. And I said, well, you know, you can for about the same amount do of money, this. you can do this in your car. And they're like, yeah. really? I'm like, yeah. So yeah. a lot of, of course, people still don't know that. A yeah, lot of people don't know, don't that. know that. And uh, give them my card, and uh, yeah, and they end up showing up at a Grid Life event. And yeah. No, you're a good ambassador for uh, for racetracks. Yeah, I, I love it. So. Um, well, we'll uh, yeah, we'll sign up and talk to a lot more people here tonight. Okay, uh, yeah, you're not driving. It. Riley's driving. Riley's driving, but I need to talk to you. I tried getting on the oval course, and uh, there is it sold, no sold out? Already? out. And I saw uh, you had some staff spots, so yeah, we, we we might have a staff spot. Okay, yeah, we got a session at the end. All right, so, so uh, maybe I'll get out there. Yeah, but well, we'll see you at some grid lives, and uh, you can see Bill around at Extreme Experience. And yeah, definitely, most and definitely. Uh, so. Always stop by uh, Turner Livery, you yeah. know, Specky Forty Six Car. Uh, I'll be more than happy to talk to you about getting on track uh and if if i'm available or riley's available to put you in the right seat and take you out on track and kind of show uh, you what sponsors you want to thank that are helping you out yeah so absolutely uh of course turner motorsports will and the guys at turner are amazing uh also some other smaller sponsors well not really smaller but liquid molly right uh was talking to them at pri Uh, evidently i'm the only club racer club racer that they're sponsoring (laughs) that's cool Good job, Bill. Yeah, so they're very happy with you know what I'm doing and talking yeah. and stuff. And you know, for me, I only deal with companies and products that I truly believe in. And yeah. uh, Liquid Molly is an awesome company, great products that right. you know I really believe in. Yeah. Uh, Sonax uh, Car Care Company, German okay. Car Care Company. Yeah, uh, not very well known in the states. They're trying to kind of make yeah. a name for themselves in the states. Uh, and the big thing that I talk to people is the brake dust on the wheels. Yeah. They have a, a cleaner, Sonax wheel cleaner. Really? Uh, I think you on. said this last time you were on the show. Uh, I haven't bought any. I should get some. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll get you some. Yeah, I should get some. But I've got some amazing. white wheels because I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. So they, they talk about the Sonax wheel cleaner is kind of right. like their entry drug into Sonax. Yeah. Uh, once people kind of use that, yeah. then they kind of branch out oh, to all their other products. Good. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, this stuff is amazing. Now, right. Not cheap, but literally you spray okay. it on, 
and it just eats the brake dust off the and wheels. You rinse it off, or what do you and do? Just rinse it off. Okay. Now you can definitely, you know, do some scrubbing and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I'm, really I'm literally redoing the powder coat on my uh, okay. on my one of my sets of race wheels because right. I I ignored it just long enough and I can't get it off. Uh, and it ate into it, and some brake fluid got on it, and I want to keep them really nice now. Like once I get them back. Yeah, yeah you know me. Stands. I'm out there polishing my car. I mean, yeah. I. To me, it's always been, I haven't had maybe the most expensive cars, but I definitely have the most cleanest, well-taken-care-of well, cars. It's your car, too. Yeah. And you only got one. I only got one. Uh, there are many um, race cars, but this one is mine. This one's mine. <laughs> Stay away from it. Uh, so, yeah. So, Sonax, um, Pagan, brake pads okay. are helping me out. Is that really how you say that? Is that how you say that? Pagan. I always thought it was Pagan. Yeah, yeah Pagan. Uh, we, we walked by their booth yesterday, and... Uh, and they had a bunch of video going. Yep. And one video is like, it's all one of our events and it's following some S2000. I didn't even know that they were at the event. So right. I said, hey, uh, that's from our event. And they were like, oh, I was talking to them for a while. It seemed like nice guys. Yeah, really nice guys. Yeah, uh, great like really guys, nice great guys. support. Yeah. Um, sax. Uh, okay. So Sax Clutch. Yep. So been working with them through Will and uh, the Turner guys. Right. So I uh, got that in the car. And I'm probably going to butcher the name Hikes Filters, H-E-N-G-S-T. What are they Ger- doing? German uh, filter company. So, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Man is kind of the one that you yeah, typically BMW guys yeah. run. Uh, just as good, if probably not better. And so they make all the filters. Okay. So Where do you get them through? Uh, through Turner. So okay. all that stuff through comes through Turner. And they're kind of also a sub-sponsor of Turner. So okay. the car is kind of more aligned with what Will's doing with the professional right. team. Even though I'm, yeah. you know, I'm just at that grassroots. Yeah, you're sort of like it in the Turner car from like the early 2000s. Right. Yeah, you're in yep. like the old car. Yeah, the old car. That's kind of what they used to run a World Challenge. Yeah, and stuff, actually, so. I've seen uh, a couple of years ago. I saw one of Will's older oh, yeah. uh, E46 cars. Cool. Uh, at the track, so that's that awesome. pretty cool. All right, man. We'll uh, we'll sign off and we'll talk to more people tonight. It's a loud, busy one here. Yeah, it's uh, uh, a lot of people and uh, yeah. always a good time with hanging it. out with you guys. Thanks you for coming and out, Chris buddy. And, Everybody else. Um, we'll, uh, we'll see you at the track this year. You bet. Yeah, man. Looking forward to it. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jabay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the pits at a grid live to say hello. Hello.